Landing in Aswan is an assault on the senses, but rusty Russian tin can taxis and pushy touts soon disappear from memory as you drive further out of the city. There, it's a desert paradise. So this is the sound of my absolute favourite animal, a camel. And he's being given his breakfast this morning, which is Alpha Alpha, which is a... Well, it looks like... It looks like a... Oh, God, it just came towards me. Essentially, it looks like a, a big bunch of coriander. I've just stumbled upon some camel herders who are desperate to practice their English and come along to have a chat. So why is it important to you to speak Nubian together? Because they don't want the language to die or disappear. And how would you feel if in the future Nubian no longer existed? They will be very angry, they will feel very upset. They can never stop speaking Nubian at all. It will not happen. Nubian is a language now spoken by fewer than a million people, and there are concerns it may become extinct along with other aspects of the culture. The passion with which these camel herders spoke about their language was to become a theme throughout my time in southern Egypt. Later, we made our way to Toshka, a village in Komombo, an hour's drive from Aswan. It's an edge-of-the-world sort of place, with ramshackle buildings rising up out of the dust and sand clouds. I went to interview one of the local tradesmen, Yahya, quite the Nubian Lothario. <laughs> He was very keen to show off his knowledge of Irish history, which seemed to blend oddly with French history. He said he had been to 73 countries. Meanwhile, my mild-mannered fixer Fatma had taken a bit of a shine to him. But it all went a bit wrong when this tricksy tradesman decided to nab my sunglasses, presumably for trading purposes. An hour later he had a crisis of faith, his words, and made us detour off-road to give them back. Right, so we're back in old Abu Simbel after that little ordeal. Uh, that took sort of an hour of a detour to, um, to go and pick up my sunglasses that had mysteriously disappeared in Toshka. Um, anyway, so I found them now, and we're now going in for a feast. I didn't realise an entire feast had been prepared for us, so that should be pretty great. Crisis averted, we heard about a wedding nearby and arrived just in time for our fifth meal of the day with a groom, a cram. Mm. Is it good? Hello? I look tired. <laughs> <laughs> These are uh, falafel. No, no, no. This is chicken. Mm. This is modern. Mm. Oh. Chicken nuggets. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the best chicken nugget I've ever had. <laughs> Everything here is bizarre. Oh, it is. <laughs> it's true. I do, I do say everything's the best thing I've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, back to the wedding preparations. 
So we're now just making our way through Shadid with Akram, the groom. We're going to go and meet some of the villagers who haven't received their invitation for the wedding yet. Uh, it's about eight hours before the final ceremony. How do you feel about your wedding later today? He's beaming, absolutely positively beaming about his wedding later. What does he say? He's very happy. This is the most important day in his life. He's more happy because a famous channel is recording his wedding. So he's very honoured also. I think he may have got a bit overexcited. Anyway, to cap off the day, a trip to the hairdresser with the bride, Sally. I'm just in the hairdresser waiting for Sally to uh, leave so that she can go and join the procession with a kind of stereotypically bitchy hairdresser uh, and about five or six of her friends. Uh, they'll then be going outside, do a little dance in the street um, and everyone will bang drums and sing Nubian songs and then they will proceed to a long So in front of me I've got a beaming couple. Sally looks like a little doll, completely covered in Down with her big hoop dress next to her, next to her friends. 